Warriors Life Podcast 2020, episode 20. Um, I'm Will Evans here with Brad Larkin again, and again a bit of deja vu. We all we want to do is uh, revel in a great gutsy Warriors win, but there's just news bombshells dropping all around us, and uh, yeah, it's it's all happening. Yeah, we might uh, have a I'll tell you what, uh, compared to how we were feeling a few weeks ago after that uh, Sharks loss, it just shows you how quickly it can be turned around. Um, so we'll go over the uh, the win over Manly and then delve into all the news that's happening, new coaches, new recruits. Uh, we've got a bit of a special one-off feature for you, the um, Brads vs. Wills 13s. Um, and then we'll get stuck into some round... Uh, what are we up to? Round 13? Round 14 preview? Round round 14. Yeah, um, yeah first of all, Brad, 26-22 over Manly. Another big upset if you're uh, going off the, the TAB odds. And um, one that I, we were we were backing it in, but probably didn't think they'd uh, do it as impressively as that, and particularly having two guys simbin. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Two guys simbin. 20 minutes of only 12 players on the field. And that's the only time Manly scored. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, the boys are into it. No, not one. I don't. I can't think. Of, we need. We need to get some a bit of a game preview close to the actual game, don't we? Because it seems so long ago now. You try and remember what actually happened. Yeah. But yeah, no, another great performance just across the park from everyone. Yeah, great. Quick out of the blocks. So that start was was sensational. Then reeled in, obviously when. Uh, when Carl Lawton went to the bin, um, but held pretty firm. I thought they did well. Uh, to, to sort of stem the flow once it went Manly's way, then got off to another good start, second half. Um, restored that 16-point lead, then uh, Jack Hetherington starts uh, turning into a giant human windmill, and uh, we're down to 12 again. And um, But yeah, we, we held on. Um, gutsy stuff at the end, I thought they were really composed at, at the end, but the attack was, um, was superb in the conditions. Um, yeah, our three-quarter line, I tell you what, Big Ken and Foss would have trouble getting back into this lineup at the moment. I'm loving what we're seeing from Paddy Herbert and our lone player George Jennings out on the wings, and Peter Hicku, one of his better performances as a warrior. Jeez, he's, he's a slick attacker when he's uh, when he's switched on. Oh, I know. How's that little, just that little step to get on the outside oh, of that guy in the first half? Beautiful. That was so nice. I watched that over and over, that little move. God, but, he beat him quick. That it's is just, just so beautifully, yeah, just absolutely a beautiful uh, centre play. That getting on your outside of your centre and uh, and putting your winger away. Uh, probably the highlight for me was the um, was the halves. It was the first time we've seen yeah. Cody and Chanel together. I guess the lead up kind of probably didn't have us as amped as we would have been because we've been crying out for this combination to get a go for quite some time. And they uh, answered the questions so early in the piece. Yeah. Both like, of within them, 10 minutes, you're like, whoa, these two look real sharp. Both of them had an early try assist with the kick. Uh, both, I thought, took um, yeah a lot of responsibility for steering the team around and the kicking. Both looked composed. It was it would have been tough, a tough game to you know to slot into those roles, particularly for Cody. Oh, shit, yeah. Cody uh, switches sides, so he's, he's been on the left um, basically since he's been at the Warriors. He's only really played with Green in the halves. Um, they chuck him out on the right, but he was outstanding and 
really Where have uh, these explosive bombs been? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, this kicking game, I've always thought he's had a good kicking game. He doesn't really, uh, really, you know, pull it out too often. He doesn't get involved if someone else is prepared to do it. Yes. Like Green was obviously prepared to do the heavy lifting kicking, but when he's obviously pushed into it, jeez, needs to do it more. That, he was spot on with a lot of his kicks. And Chanel too, I thought was great. He came in for a bit of uh, for a bit of criticism for his most of his performances earlier this season, and I uh, thought he really answered the call. Um, showed that these two really could have a, a future as our halves. Um, I think I think uh, Todd Payton might have sort of alluded to it um, post match, but that's got to be their sort of base level performance, I guess. There's no um, no use in them throwing yeah. that out once a month, but. Uh, it was certainly a great start from the boys, and, and our forwards were very solid um, up front. I, I guess we were pretty we were pretty lucky that Adam Fenua Blake exited pretty early, and then um, and then Heathrow wiped out to power. Uh, <laughs> so that kind of <laughs> that was of, worth dropping the man for ten minutes yeah. to get rid of him because was just starting to get into his work. Those big manly forwards were starting to get a bit on the front foot there at one stage, and that's when oh, Heathrow swiped them across the chin. Yeah. But yeah, and those monsters that they've got, I'm glad they didn't get up on their toes. Jesus, they're some big boys. Oh yeah, your man uh, Paseca that you've been uh, backing for a couple of years now, and and the um, and the other the other young rookie yeah. whose name escapes me right now, but man, they're hard to handle. So. He's like a carbon copy though. You'd think it was that Paseca getting around, but yeah, God, they they just ran out of puff. Luckily, those big boys, the yeah. Warriors, managed to hold hold off the battle a little bit. And again, uh, yeah, defensively really good. Particularly in that last that last ten minutes was torture when we we're only up by four, but they closed it out really well despite uh, Henry Perinara coming into his own. What is the... with him? He's got it's like he's trying to prove that he's not biased by being the opposite of biased to, to the Warriors. But to be he's fair, like, to be fair, everyone across the NRL has uh, has problems with um, old Henry, but uh, yeah, he... he's quite he's quite um. Like, what is it? I don't it's know. So he's he's just a, eh? he's a terrible referee, and I think maybe the fact that he used to be a player makes it more um, galling for some yeah. reason. But man, it's, the the more you try and like him, the harder it is to cop when he pulls out that sort of those sort of calls. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we survived it and got the win up to eleventh on the table, I believe, and not that far off the eight. Knocking on the yep. door of uh, skimming ahead of, of the Tigers and Manly, who are both in all sorts. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Rabbitohs had a win, but we're we're not out of the race. Unbelievable. No, we still tough game this weekend, but then we've got a couple of winnable ones again, don't yeah, we? Yeah, totally. Just from looking at it. Um, now, Brad, you had quite the streak going on at the oh. TAB during the game. As my phone oh, was going the night off. Of my life. All yeah, through. I've never experienced 80 minutes like this on the punt. I've ne- and it's, it's one of those nights, Will. I wish I hadn't bet responsibly. I tell you, my <laughs> friend. I wish I had the house on it. Oh, take yeah, us through I, it. A little bit. Right, so game kicks off. Five minutes in. I, my little pet bet is the old first try unconverted. Because I always think the first try is always a winger. And if they're going to miss, you're going to miss from the sideline. So I always put money on that. So that coming five minutes in. Um, three bucks fifteen. Three bucks fifteen. Nice. Then, yeah, three bucks fifteen, mate. And then twelve minutes, old Ali Katoa goes over the line for a try, paying five bucks to old B Rad. So that was another little collect. 
Then 16 minutes in, we got Georgie Jennings getting his first for the Wawals. He was paying $3.10. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, and a little fun fact I've learned about George Jennings during the week, actually. He's got a little Kiwi, a little uh, New Zealand connection, actually. His uncle, Arthur, played for the All Blacks in 1967. Be born. Just Arthur, yeah. he... This is 1967, man. He was six foot four. Man, he would have been a giant. That would have been insane. Yeah, so he played six games for the All Blacks. The 19th, all must have been midweekers. He didn't get a test to his name. And then another 89 for Bay Plenty. But I I like that little connection with George to New Zealand. Is it Arthur Arthur Jennings or has he got another surname? Arthur Jennings, yeah. Arthur Jennings, his uncle. Yeah, so, yeah. It's not even one that you've got to struggle to find the last name in a connection. Yeah. Arthur Jennings, he must be his uncle. Um, good work. Yeah, and then uh, and then to sorry to finish off this betting. So that's three bets on three three one. Eightieth minute, Warriors one to twelve. Pound four fifty. Ding ding do. Thank you. Shut it down. Four bets on four wins. Jeez, I'm almost... not one bet was paying under three bucks either. I'm embarrassed because all I got on was the Warriors with that giant start, which obviously came in. Um, but yeah, I was, I was pretty jealous when I saw all your so you, saw you rolling around on a giant bit of um, bit of hypothetical betting, betting winning. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was yeah, it's the best I've ever done. It's the best I've ever done. Like in terms of winning, not money monetary wise, because I didn't have a hell of a lot on it. But yeah, yeah it, was, it was a nice little feeling. Um, so as you said, not not a poor performer um, in amongst the Warriors there. Thought Tohu was probably our best again. Um, just massive work rate and and all of it quality. Um, Jazz I thought was particularly particularly good again at, at thirteen. Yes, um, he, he really is. And, what I'm loving isn't it nice hearing the stick they're gaining. Yeah. From commentators and pundits and that all of a sudden over there. They're gaining some. There's nothing better than getting respect. I don't think that's all you want in life. And they're actually starting to get it, and people that people have got a soft spot for them there, and and they're, they're paying them back by putting in decent performances for them to like them even more. Yeah, this is exactly what we were asking for—not necessarily the wins, just these uh, gutsy efforts. Um, in the last few uh, three weeks, the the loss to the Roosters was um, gallant, and then two um, major upsets over the Tigers and Manly, both on the road, uh, both trying conditions as far as you know having to come back against the Tigers from early deficit and then the the Simbins against Manly uh, just yeah Todd Payton's got these guys humming yeah he has <laughs> the maggot the yeah. maggot and then uh, you're going to walk out the door just days after rejecting a uh, offer to coach the Warriors full time um, so yeah bittersweet that one because he had really confirmed himself as potential uh, coaching yeah. star and barely had the dust settled on our win over the Seagulls that we did get a new coach for the next three years uh, Mr Nathan Brown now, yeah yeah El Brown he's been named initial reactions Brad to Nathan Brown uh, he's, he's not out of everyone that was left and I thought he was out of the running I'm, I'm actually happier it's him than the likes of Griffin and Green like he's not he's not my top notch bet not top-notch coach that I'd love to get here. I don't think he's going to win us a premiership, but I'd I, I prefer him as a person to anyway than the other couple that we're getting around. 
How about yourself? You're not a huge fan, are you? No, and certainly not in the... um, When it was first... uh, I guess came out in the news that he was the new frontrunner, I was was very underwhelmed. Since he signed the deal, I've I've been... uh, you know, you just got to get on with it and try and be a bit positive because we are stuck with him at least for you know a certain period of time. Whether he'll see out of three years is um, up for debate, but yeah. he is going to be our coach uh, next year at least, and so we may as well look on the bright side and uh, and get on with it. There's just a couple of things I found very curious: the fact that he that they rushed it through so quickly. And also that it was a three-year deal when they're only talking about the rumour was one year for Peyton uh, when the Walker brothers were in the mix that, that was a rumoured one year kind of thing. Why go for three years? I know was, I know Brown was in the mix. Well, his name was in for the Cowboys job, but unlikely to get it. It's not like everyone else, anyone else is beating down the door to sign Nathan Brown. Why did we have to give him a three-year deal? Yeah, I know. I know they don't even really matter. He could last six months next year. No, but yeah. I thought I thought three was puzzling as well. I, I thought that's a, that's a that's an out of it length of time. It's a decent old whack of time. Well, I thought a... two max, especially after the other talking. But yeah, I'd, yeah, it's out of it. I don't know. It's a when decent um, a decent chunk that you have to pay out if he doesn't see it out either. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Um, also, the yeah. the way that it, you know they made it sound like the deal was done within a few hours of him coming back into the mix. How does that happen? Um, that you settle on a three year deal when he's been out of the running for weeks. You know, you supposedly had a on contract NRL coach um, either waiting yeah, for twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. You know, the senior players were meant to be consulted over over the coaching decision. Simon Mannering was apparently on the panel to decide it it just doesn't seem like uh, those processes they told us were you know going to be in place to, for selecting the coach nah. were followed sounds nah, like nah, a bit nah. of a Mark Robinson uh, click of the fingers yeah. I think yeah they're pumping tight there they're, they're thinking on the run I don't know how, when did when did Peyton actually say no to the Warriors was it week before the Monday of the interview or the day off um, they, they might have touched base with them yeah. they might, might it'll be Possibly. Maybe a couple of weeks, but yeah, it's still it's an out of it for him and his family to decide within sort of eight, maybe ten days max. Yes, I'll take three years, and we're shifting to New Zealand. Yeah, when he had originally ruled himself out of it. Yeah, that's that's the out of it bit. But it it is what it is. I don't mind the appointment of Gould either. I actually yeah. don't mind that. He can he can talk. He can talk. Um, it's yeah, very interesting sort of package deal, I guess you'd call it. Um, he's certainly getting a lot of uh, publicity over the taking the job and I think there's going to be some massive uh, positives from it and possibly some negatives as well um, he's surely going to change up our pathways and development processes and and systems which clearly needs a drastic overhaul after Brian Smith came in and uh, did pretty much nothing except tear stuff down um, before leaving, um, he's, what he's done out at Penrith, that you're seeing the benefits of it now. Um, yeah, but wherever... people forget the last six months of that Penrith debacle. Remember how much of a mess he was making there, like just yeah. fighting and that. He, he caused a lot of shit in that last six months. He would have brought the pathway through, and yes, they've got the young Duke. Yeah, but 
with the mist that come along with the little firestorm before he was out of there. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with Gould is that he he likes to be the one in charge and likes his you know, what he says goes. Um you know, obviously out of Penrith it went a bit sour, the whole Anthony Griffin debacle. I know we're not fans of Griffin, but that was handled appallingly. Um, by by Gould and the Panthers, um, you know, uh, I can't believe the groundswell of support I've seen from Warriors fans. It just just thinks think Gould was brilliant. He's obviously a very smart guy and and one of the um, you know best thinkers in rugby league. But they're willing to. I, I, to... I think I think that people are probably just happy at the moment that someone of note rather than another. Yeah. Least least Gould's got a history and has got some know everyone knows all Gould da, da, da. But Brian Smith and that half half people would hardly even know who Brian Smith would have been. Least of Gould yeah. I think that's what people I oh and that's one thing I do like about Brown and Gould. At least there are a couple of names that have been involved in the game for a while. Yeah, it makes me feel better than yeah. Tony um, Iro and <laughs> Yeah and Hook. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um I think that if if Gould just you know he's a consultant he doesn't need need to be um, a mouthpiece for the club I think that's what will concern me if we start seeing him you know we see his <laughs> head on TV talking about the Warriors more than we see Cameron George or as much as we see the coach uh, that sort of thing that's what's uh, that's what I'm a little bit worried get, about yeah I get Gould, Rob, is it Robson Robinson this yeah is what Robinson yeah. He, he he wanted some personalities, didn't it? And I guess he is hiring the person that he said it, the reason why he was getting rid of Kearney. He's actually hiring some people with yeah. personality. That, that concerns me in itself because yeah. Nathan Brown's yeah, cl- clearly the best. If, if Of all the candidates, Brown is the one that I'd want to um, have a few beers with as well. But it doesn't mean that he's the best coach. Um, yeah. yeah. Obviously, Gould has, has got that a, a fair thing. bit more cachet, but... Uh, yeah, and just the some of the you know he's obviously done great things where he's gone gold, but he's obviously there's been a lot of controversy follow him as well. He's never had a uh, smooth exit from a club really. Um, he's had you know feuds with some of his closest confidants, the Ricky Stewart fallout um, in the early two thousands after being a pretty key part of getting Ricky Stewart the job at the Roosters and. Yeah, I, I, my prediction, I just want to put it here on the record, um, Nathan Brown exits during 2022, and uh, Phil Gould has a fairly big part to play in it. I just want, that's my, that's yeah, my oh, big bold yeah, prediction. I reckon, <coughs> yeah, I was getting that, I, I was wondering how much do they, if these two ever work together, or do they know each other? Yeah, I, I reckon, if, it's one thing I sort of thought about as well, is that Stuff goes wrong. Gold will have a big part and boot Brownie out of this joint. Um, I just thought we'd. But oh, oh, well, we, we, yeah. we shall see. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah. This is, and I just want to go through a few of the um, the pros and cons of Brown. If if you'll indulge me, Brad. No, um, no, no, no. Did, please, please do, please uh, do. If you do want to take more of a deep dive into this, there's I've written an article earlier this week. Um, if you want to print it, print it off, put it on your wall. Um, that's up there on the yeah. TWL website. On your, on, if you're more into, uh, you know, not into reading, I might get one made into a mousepad. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. While working, yeah. Um, maybe we could give give some away. Um, you know, yeah, maybe... yeah, cotton on. You buy, yeah, yeah. 
deal with the Pocknall <laughs> See if that came. They've done an Aussie with Dino Rao. I'm probably doing it with GWL. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Anywho, so I was, I was looking on the bright side of, of Nathan Brown um, and first of all good bloke he's a uh, bit of a character and just a likeable guy That's that was the first thing that came to mind when I was trying to think of um, you know yeah. positive points around Brown good recruitment record um, at Newcastle really brought in some, some good talent uh, will come uh, move on to the recruits shortly uh, that are coming to the Warriors and the kind of guys he's targeting. Probably not quite the same calibre as he brought into the Knights, but uh, does seem to have some sort of pull. So that's another good point. Um, the fact that he was there over the summer, I, th- I think, is a positive too. That it, it does seem rushed, but they do know the guy. He did work there over the summer. He knows the place, knows what he's getting into and who he's getting into it with, and vice versa. Um, yeah, that's, that is a good point. That he's done a little internship there. Yeah, hasn't he? it's not. Uh, and another people have people have been able to stand back and have a look at him as well. Yeah, yeah. Didn't just wow them in an interview uh, like Matt Elliott with a PowerPoint presentation. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the Super League record deserves some respect. He won a title there with St Helens. Uh, dragged Huddersfield out of the doldrums before that. Um, yeah, went really well over there. That's kind of the got the Knights job on the strength of that I think and the fact that he wasn't desperate for it the, the you know Griffin and Tovey would have um, done anything to get that job and it, that's, that concerned me a bit yeah that uh, yeah just that stench desperation it's not a good look for a prospective coach and yeah the fact that Brown wasn't uh, wasn't in that same boat is, is probably a positive um, the cons these were a lot easier to come up with <laughs> he's he's so overrated as a as performances in the NRL as a coach. It's crazy. Uh, people were still pointing in the in the comments and had a little bit of uh, comment section debate with a few fans. It's still talking up as St George Illawarra stint that he had the hottest roster in the NRL. Handed yeah. to him on a platter. Guys like Barrett, Gaznier, Bailey, Riles, Timmins. They were all all rep players already and a few that were on the cusp and he couldn't do anything with them he won 53% went to a few final series but um, yeah that was a team that that a lot of uh, experts were talking up as a premiership um, and they, a lot they almost got given the team to say right here's the team to win the comp young fella be the youngest to win a competition like he got gifted it it was almost like I primed him to have they sort of handed yeah. it to him so he could win it with that team. It's like a favourite son kind yeah. of thing, and he didn't do terrible, but he didn't do, didn't, didn't take that uh, roster to where it probably should have ended up. And Wayne Bennett did almost immediately, taking over yeah. the same team with very few additions. Um, and then again, he, he got a, f- a free pass with the the Knights because they were um, duds when he took them over, and he recruited yeah. really well again. Deserves the credit for that, uh, getting the likes of Pierce and Ponger and Clemmer and all those guys in, but couldn't do anything with them. He, like, pe- and, like, and then they cut him as soon as they had a decent team. They're like, right, he's done that, but we need someone to win the comp for us now. It drives me <laughs> crazy that people are saying that he rebuilt the Knights. They're still battling, I wouldn't say battling to make the eight, but I mean, they're, they're not flying. Well, yeah, they're, they're going okay, and they're probably going to make the finals in a pretty weak, bottom-heavy comp. 
but then they're not like a superpower now. And when he was there with those good rosters, with your Pongers and your Pierces, 11th both seasons, nine nine wins each season. That's a poor season. And this uh, goes on to my next concern. Very poor record as a as teams have a poor record defensively. Um, even though those seasons where he finished eleventh with those good rosters, bottom four defensively both seasons. <laughs> Before that, when uh, the last uh, or the first wooden spoon that he collected off two, which is a concern in itself, eight hundred points. Eight hundred points they leaked. Thirty three at a game is the worst in uh, in I think about seventeen years. And one of the worst records in history. Um, yeah, the, the development coach oh, thing. Get a decent the, the development coach. Ta- Gould even called him a development coach. I don't really see the guys that well, have, yeah, have got know. better I, I under him. That. Like, who did he, what no-names did he bring out and turn into NRL stars? The Saifidi brothers were maybe the only ones I could give him a bit of credit for. Um, yeah. And... and Ennis and a few others are here. Oh, he, and he even called himself a career coach. What the? What does that mean? That's nothing. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I mean, Jason Jason Taylor's a career coach. If that, if that's the <laughs> definition, so uh, it's just someone that coaches and doesn't do anything else. Just keeps on bouncing from coach to coach job. So yeah, yeah, yeah. just whatever jobs available. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, right. I'll give it a go. Yeah. Mate. And you know how I feel about the sacked coach uh, syndrome. The recycled coaches don't win competitions. They've won one, and it was in the past forty years, and it was Tim Shane, who had a lot more, a uh, lot better credentials than Brown does. Um, yeah, but we won't uh, dredge up that again. Um, and. This is maybe a bit left field, and I know that we need changes and and obviously more of an Australian influence, but it's it's uh, looking pretty Aussie in there in the back room. Cameron George, Nathan Brown, Phil Gould. Um, yeah. yeah. Are, are we going to lose our identity a little bit? Just uh, I don't, yeah. It, if we win, then no one will give a shit. But if they're battling and it's a bunch of um, you know Aussies trying to. Blame this, that, and the other thing. That's that's yeah. not going <laughs> to support us. supporters. You are you. You really don't know what's going to happen with this coach setup, do you? You're you can no. tell you're um, you're torn. You just <laughs> well, the the overwhelming evidence is that it's it's a bit of a long shot that it's going to bring us the success that we kind of expecting, and I just think you know I think we're seeing with Justin Holbrook what he's doing at the Titans. That's exactly the sort of coach that we should have been going for. The best untried coach. I know that we, yeah. you know, that necessar- not necessarily going to happen. Guys like Fitzgibbon and, and co. Were, had pulled themselves out of the race quite early. But again, I still think that was the, the kind of hire that we should have gone for. Anyway, Brown's our coach. Gould's on board. It's definitely going to be exciting times. Um yeah, at least, we're gonna, at least, at least there's going to be some changes. There, there, it will definitely be a different to what we've been looking at the last sort of half a dozen years. Yeah, there's going to be some crazy changes, whether good or bad. But at least, yeah, at least it's not going to be the same old, same old. I suppose. No. Yeah, um, but who knows if it's going to be successful? Yeah, just uh, gold being involved at, at all just brings that massive spotlight. 
which could be good and bad. Um, but yeah, it's it's certainly exciting. So yeah, yeah, I'd rather. Uh, uh, we've seen them fail in a pretty boring way over the past few years. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, at least so, at least it might be a decent old explosion rather than a yeah. fizzle out. And there could be some some really great uh, initiatives that that uh, take us to where we're kind of hoping to go. And there's been some recruitment news and. It was kind of exciting when it happened, and I've had a bit of time to digest it, and I'm not as amped as I was when they were announced. But we'll uh, we'll move through them. We've had a couple what, of new it signings. Targets or who's actually signed? Well, a couple of confirmed signings. First of all, um, Kane Evans yep. was the first one to get it uh, to get signed. The big unit from Parramatta, ex Sydney Roosters, 13 tests for Fiji, over 100 NRL games. I'd have to say it'd be the close to the tallest warrior ever at 199 centimeters, um, yeah. and and I was excited uh, that an Evans is finally gonna don the Warriors jersey. <laughs> is he the first Evans? I'd say so. It's not not a lot of Evans is getting around in the uh, in the NRL over my lifetime. He's a good boy. He's a good boy, and this is one bonus. I don't know. If it's just the luck of the timing, but it, just the way it, it happened straight away at Brownies and. And uh, sort of announcement in that list. It's nice having players put pen to paper. And Evans is a good sign. Him and Tanua Brown just rotating around in the front. It's a couple he of good big boppers. Gives us a bit, um, bit more size. I'm not totally sold him on him as a player. Uh, but you know, he's he's sort of on the fringe at Parramatta. He did play the other day, I think, but he's he's not a a definite, you know, must pick every week in the seventeen kind of guy. But, yeah, not a bad signing. I do like it. I'd happily, just to freshen up the roster, swap him out for one of our other guys that is off contract. Um, yeah, I guess hopefully we got him for good value. That's all I can say. Uh, another one, that, yeah. the other confirmed signing that we're both, I think, i to talk to you about it. I'm assuming you're on the same page. Uh, I'm kind of excited about you and Aiken. Yeah, and uh, this is one of the ones that when we had that little... Everyone vote in who you would like. He was one of the most popular ones that Warriors fans wanted to see at the club. So this yeah. is a good boy. He's he's a good player. Yeah, hits hits a hole nicely. Hard running centre. We I feel like we haven't had a centre like this for a long time. Probably since Brent Tate. He's not in Brent Tate's class. But um, yeah, I think it'll just bring. It's a, a, yeah. just a more solid presence out there. Uh, over 100 games, still only 25. Um, yeah, I'm real excited about this one. I reckon this is a ripper signing. Yeah. A few, um, few defensive um, issues, but that's no different yeah. to what we've been putting up with for the last seven or eight years with our centres, Carter and Harrell and Hicku and, and Co. So, uh, a lot yeah. of best players in the world play at centre. Yeah. There's a lot of good players playing at centre. If you're having to defend them, it's going to be tough going. So, yeah, I... I Defensively, centre. Look, he struggles as well. But then look how what he repays during his. You, you soon forget about that once he puts on some twinkle toes. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm looking forward to to Aiken. I think it's of of who is available out in the back line. He's probably one of the best that we could have got. I think. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a yeah. It is a tough position. There's not you know a hell of a lot of ten out of ten absolute guns getting around in the centres looking across the NRL. 
it's a tough, posi- no. tough, tough position to hold your spot in because you see, you know, SR Masters can't get around at the Cowboys anymore. Uh, yeah. Oh, has he not even cracking the team? Up no, there he's there? in the reserves every week because he can't tackle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he actually can't tackle that yeah. guy. Though. So you and Aiken has his defensive deficiencies, but SR Masters can't tackle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving on to some of the guys that they're chasing. This, a few of these came out on Sunday. Some of them have been debunked already. Adam Elliott's turned the Warriors down reportedly to re-sign with the Bulldogs. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. I reckon it sounded like we were going to have to end up paying him quite a lot. And uh, to me, he's, he's just he's a bit too much like Jazz Tavanga, really. Yeah, he's, and he's he's just lucky at the moment that he's, there's not that much quality on the market. So yeah. He's probably going to get paid a little bit more than he's worth anyway. There's not a hell of a lot on the go to come to buy. Yeah, I'd, I didn't want him to come here on big money and be a sort of Jason Bakuya type purchase. Well, where what's it, that other one? What's that one from Melbourne we got? That was Todd Larry. As well. Todd Larry? Todd Larry, yeah. yeah. Todd Larry, Todd Larry. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I was sort of scared of. One guy that I hope that we can sink our claws into, and the Bulldogs are apparently after him too, um, Oliver Gildart, uh, um, Quicksilver centre, playing over in England. He is... No, no, check, nothing of this dude. No, I che- checked out his uh, highlight reels over the weekend, and it's pretty impressive stuff. He's played a little bit of um, international footy for... Uh, England and Great Britain, but it's yep. with uh, Wigan that he's he's uh, carved his reputation. Over 100 games there, 55 tries, and still he only just turned four, uh, 24 the other day. Lots of pace, maybe a little bit lightweight, but yep. yeah, man, just some of his uh, attacking stuff, a great provider for his wingers, and yeah, just just electrifying but an attack is there obviously. any early mail on whether he actually wants to come yeah, here or has not, people approached him or has he been looking to get over here or, yeah, or I'm not, no I'm not sure haven't really heard much except that we're chasing him and that the Bulldogs are too but you know usually uh, when those names pop up it's because they, their manager's got the feelers out or, or whatever yeah yeah exactly and exactly. Super League a name like that I've never heard of that guy's name Super League's in all sorts Super League's in all sorts at the moment. Competition is uh, under threat with the f- some positive COVID cases. It's probably going to be a safer career option over here in these wild times. Um, <laughs> now I did hear oh, yeah, I, I did hear a couple of other ones. I haven't really heard this um, out in the media. This is a whisper I heard. Not sure how accurate it might be, but uh, Jerome Luai and Malachi Watani Zelezniak from the Panthers was a whisper I heard. Um, Is that right? Yeah, now after watching Chanel and Cody on the weekend, I'm like, well, do we need another half thrown into the mix and upsetting that? But Luai's a quality player. Malachi is probably a. I do want to have a, a first grade quality winger like we've got with uh, Jennings at the moment that yeah. they will keep Ken and Foss on their toes because yeah. Yeah, what we saw from them before they went home it was subpar for what they're, they're standing to what the we're team. seeing now the energy that we're getting now out of oh, yeah. Yeah. two guys half the size just battling getting stuck in scoring some tries 
and enjoying their footy. Ken and Foss didn't look like they were enjoying their footy, and nah. obviously that you know Foss that was tough like for them over there. But for a couple of years. yeah, um, so yeah, it would be great to get a, a Jennings or a, a Malachi type player just to yeah, yeah, yeah. keep the pressure on and. Yeah, and obviously, with if we, I'm assuming we're going to re-sign Paddy Herbert. He's been going pretty well lately. So you, if you've got Herbert, what about that, yeah, you got to. I think he apparently he's keen to re-sign. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is. He is. But I think no, he'll I re-sign. Him I don't think there will be that much demand for him, and if he's keen yeah. to stay. But yeah, so if we've got Aiken, Herbert, Hiku, and Kenan Foss, then you know they've, there's a quality player missing out. That's a good position to be in. That's what we want. Yeah. That's what we want. We don't want to be having to bring there. in a Beal who will be gone at the end of the year. Or, um, and again, apologies. I'm, I feel bad every time we um, say anything negative, but an Adam Pompey plugging a gap. Um, yeah, it's so, just not you know, quite at the level, though. It's yeah. just a little a hurdle too far. Although he's, he's improving every week as well. He's, he's plugging a gap. I'm not yeah. sure if he's... yeah. He's not the best uh, passer of the ball, and but yeah, he's, he's been solid enough. Um, yeah. Another one that's popped up over the last couple of days, someone that turned us down last year, uh, Matt Lodge. He's been thrown what back into the mix. Now, yeah, player player wise, uh, you know, quality wise, probably a, a good signing. Big front rower, big uh, sort of. We still don't have that. Um, that front row anchor that we've been nah, missing. Nah, for even, Evans, Evans is just another yeah, like, rotation like, prop. Not, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we do need someone. Lodge, if he, oh, I don't know, he'd be pretty sort of over, over there, wouldn't he? would be paying a massive money to get someone like that. Yeah, well, his, his father-in-law is Peter O'Sullivan. There's that link there. Uh, everything's turned to custard at uh, the Broncos. He had, Lodge actually... Diagnosed with a broken leg the other day, so his season's over. Oh, is that um, right? Yeah. Uh, again, yeah, I feel like he's done his penance as far as his off-field stuff goes. Um, and I wouldn't mind him signing because we do need that kind of prop. And he seems to have obviously turned things around off the field. Speaking of off the field, this is a hot-button issue and... Uh, really getting everyone riled up one way or the other. The fact that the within hours, well within a day of of uh, getting the job, Nathan Brown has endorsed Jack DeBellin as being a fantastic yeah. signing. If we can get yeah. him, uh, wasn't crazy about this as your first act as Warriors coach. Nah, nah. I um, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in the way he said. It'd be a good fit and da da da. Yeah, it's um, yeah, no. Nah. I, I don't even want to give that ticket any airtime, old Debellin. <laughs> I'd be so gutted if he signed and they signed him over here. I, I just hope he gets, a bit, gets put in jail, to be honest. And then it can be all be put to bed. Find him guilty and then well, that's the end of Jack Debellin. If he's uh, if he's guilty, I hope he's put in jail for sure. Um, there's a lot of a lot. I couldn't believe the uh, amount of fans that were fans commenting on TWL that were gagging for DeBellin to get signed. And wow. I get the, as as, uh, as kind of outdated as it is, 
particularly in these sort of circumstances, innocent till proven guilty, yeah, fair enough, but it's not uh, field $800,000 a year offers until proven, proven guilty. <laughs> They're chasing them hard, though, eh? They, they, and if he plays, it could be very... Look, if that's, very possible. if that's the way that it goes um, off the, you know, uh, and he is found not guilty and he genuinely is and the club is wants to go ahead with it, they're happy with his character and, and all that sort of thing, um, so be it. I still would be against it because I still think the best case scenario is that he's um, behaved like a bit of a dirtbag. But at the end of the day, if he's you know not guilty, then and that's the way they want to go. So be it. But I just think Nathan Brown coming out publicly when he's still got to go to trial and and saying that was incredibly poor form. Obviously, the Warriors are doing their thing behind the scenes, and it's been reported on. They haven't come out publicly saying we want Jack DeBellin. Um And yeah, I just thought it was a bit of a misstep from Brown, especially one day into accepting the. Um, the job and yeah. pretty disappointing, really. Um, from a football point as of view, as a football player, as he finished as a football player, of course you'd have him at your club. But as a football player, but it's just, it's just that little what's it called that inner bit of you that's like, oh, do I do I want to yeah. be supporting this type of person? Yeah, what's the you know at what cost to your to your uh, morals and that sort of thing? Conscience, yeah, your moral cover. Like, you want to like the players that you're. Uh, you want to like the players that yeah. are pulling on the jersey. And, and, that's, and that's one thing, at least that's one thing with Brown as the coach, that after all that saga, that's why I don't so much mind him being a pointy coach, because I don't mind it. It's, yeah. it's uh, easier. But someone Good like the Bellin, like to find him and then to not like him. Ah. And any Warriors yeah, fan is, is guilty or not guilty within their rights to not want this dude wearing their jersey. And on the, in the same token, fans are within their rights to be okay with it and want him at the club. But yeah, some of the uh, some of the the comments over the last few days on the story have been pretty disappointing. I, I want to make special mention of uh, of Tyler Hurley and he won't mind because he, as he informed um, inform me, no one listens to the podcast anyway. So um, he'll be all yeah. good with this. Um, yeah, but uh, the Q, it's, <laughs> oh, he it's informed it. you that no one listens to the podcast. Yeah, after uh, after oh. saying after saying, um, am I one of these people that are easily offended by modern people that are easily offended by anything? Um, well, call me a bleeding heart liberal, but sexual assault does offend me, to be honest. Um, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Tyler, you can uh, get fucked, buddy. Um, yeah, and, uh, and and to be honest. It- I've seen you, Will. I've been around you for a couple of years. You're not a, um, you're not that liberal, and you've got, you've just got some morals. <laughs> well, yeah, I just you, can't, I just can't believe people can't see that people have a problem with Jack DeBellin potentially playing for our club. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll obviously see how that unfolds, um, and yeah, deal with it when the time comes. Cheers for the feedback anyway, Tyler, bro. Yeah, hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> moving on to more light-hearted matters um, for a special feature. We we thought we'd uh, come up with the the all-time Brad 13, the all-time Will 13, 
um, players named Brad or Will. Now, William, obviously a, a royal name, very stately, a lot of uh, cachet. Brad only really came in into uh, into vogue in the eighties. You know, I, I thought that uh, thought that Williams and the Bills would have this quite easily, but I'm starting to get the feeling that the Brad Thirteen is going to be pretty strong. No, there's a few brands there, or at least probably a few brands that people remember. You might have to delve back a bit further in the history to find your wills. I did, I did. Yeah, I had to, had to go right back a couple of times. But how are we going to roll this? We're just going to we're going to go there. Uh, position by position. But but that position by position. Yeah, right. Oh, right. Oh, who, who starting back or the front? Uh, start from fullback. So so I'm starting off about as good as you can get, Billy Slater. Yeah, I knew that was coming, you maggot. That's a good one. That's a good Who's one. your fullback? Oh, I got Brad Ty. Brad Ty is my fullback. Oh, geez, that's. I was expecting uh, something a bit better than that, to be honest. You're a bit. <laughs> you're a bit. Well, no offense to Brad Ty, but he's not not uh, Billy Slater. No, I know he's not Billy Slater. I know that. I told you pre pre show that the, the back line is a bit to be desired, but then she finishes and flourishes in the forward. The forwards are going to crush you. Absolutely oh crush you. Who's your first winger? Uh, my first winger is uh, Bill Mullins, Brett Mullins, old man, over 100 tries for the Roosters. Referred to as the unluckiest player to uh, to not represent Australia. Um, a couple of premierships in That's the 70s. Yeah, he, he's my first one. Um, I'll give you my other winger while we're here. Yeah, um, yeah. I've, I've got uh, the great Willie Kahn, just shading Bill Tupo for the other wing spot. You might have to, you'll you have to see how they go. But if I was you, if things start uh, going a bit pear shaped early on in the game, I'd be switching Brad Ty to the wing and chuck Brad Abbey at fullback. Yeah, well, I had them around the other way at first, but I just I just wanted to give Ty a bit more ball than yeah. I did have Abbey at fullback, but now I'm, I'm willing to take the risk. I'm okay. rolling the dice. Well, it's an advantage uh, well so far. Um, so my centres are Will Hopawati and Willie Talau. Not a bad yeah, not too bad. Willie Tonga, Willie Tonga just sh- shaded for that one. Yeah. No, I um, I've got Bradman best. Ooh. He'll be a Brad. Yeah. They won't yeah. call him Brad. He'll yeah, be a yeah. Brad. Yeah. And then I've had to, I've had to, I've struggled to find another centre, so I've had to shuffle Brad Izzard out. Oh, jeez, one of the yeah. great eighty centres. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Brad Izzard at give you a bit of X factor. Um, this is I struggled at five eight. I've got um, nineteen ninety one Dalian rookie of the year Will Robinson played uh, with oh, Balmain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, might remember his uh, his footy card from the uh, from back in the day. No, I've never heard of him. Um, yeah, played a bit with South and Illawarra, I think. But yeah, not not uh, didn't go into anything too great. Um, my my halfbacks Billy Smith, one of the all time greats. Uh, St George in the sixties and seventies, um, bit of an icon of the club, and yeah, thirty odd tests for Australia. Um, one of the best to to play the position, and a bit of a rogue off the field too. So I'm I'm pretty happy with my back line, but then it starts getting a bit hairy. Yeah, you know, back line. My halves, I was I, like one half picked itself. 
vivid all day, every day. Brad Fettler, oh, Vandor. This is what I was that's afraid of. Rapper. That's an easy pick. That's an easy pick. But I couldn't, I couldn't for the life of me, dredge up a halfback. So in the end, I, I, I was like, bugger it. I'm going to go my West Coast ties, stay true to a West Coaster, and there's a young fellow playing halfback these days for the Canterbury Bulls, Brad Campbell. Oh. So I've little West Coast to Brad Campbell Beautiful. and halfback. He's, he goes really yeah. good. Uh, he, he does. He's a competitive little shit. He's, uh, I don't plays, know anything about him or his family, but yeah. Plays for... Uh, well, he comes over a couple of times a week. Well, I'm not sure what his, his uh, story is this year with the way the season's gone, but last season coming over twice a week, training with Hornby and then coming back to play on the weekends. Um, was superb right? for Canterbury Bulls last year. His old man was an epic winger. Oh, okay. I think it was, it was his old man. I think it's his old man... Yeah, winger might have been stout, but his old man was good as well. Right, into the sports. Front row. Props. Okay, so I've got um so I've had to go go back a bit for a few of my forwards, but I've got uh, Bill Noonan, another Canterbury product who went over and played for Canterbury Bankstown, one of the sort of pioneers of, of Kiwis going to play in the Australian Premiership. Back in the day we had yeah. to forego your uh, your Kiwi jersey to go and play in Australia. Um, right. Yeah, but he played almost two hundred games for Canterbury and, and uh, Newtown. Bit of a legend. Um, oh, yeah. And on the other, you remember me talking about old Captain Blood Billy Wilson. Uh, played twenty twenty seasons, a uh, twenty season career span. The only player to uh, play over the age of forty in first grade premiership history. Um, oh, yeah, those are those are my props. So I've had to go back a long way. And who, who have yeah. you got a prop? I've got two Broncos, actually. One out, slightly out of position, but I've got the big, another big ginge, Brad Myers. Oh, yeah. Played for Australia, and, um, Origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he played. And then I've had to slip um, Brad Thorne up as the other prop, actually. Oh, yeah. He finished so, his Brad career Thorne. there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So, tremendous player. Yeah, so, 200 games for Brisbane. He's insane. Yeah. Um, hooker. I've had to go Billy Walters. I couldn't find anyone oh. else. Yeah. <laughs> he was alright for a couple like of years. Parramatta, oh, he, <laughs> he did look like a toe. Um, Parramatta, two thousand and one. <laughs> though he was, like a toe. if he would have played for Australia, if Danny Bedaris didn't come flying through that year, two thousand one. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, he kind of went really off the boil at Canberra, but yeah, no, I'd be happy enough with that. Um, yeah, uh, so just into the back row, I've got um. Big Bill Sorensen, he played for the Kiwis in the 50s, he's the uncle of Kurt and Dane Sorensen, um, so yeah, a bit of a, a Kiwi legend, but again I've had to go back a, a fair way there. My other second yep. row is, um, and this is probably for a bit of Warriors flavour more than anything, but Willie Poaching. Oh, nice! Yeah, so nice. junior Kiwis captain, yep. kind of talked up as a sort of next big thing type player and just never really kicked on, got a couple of games for the Warriors. Um, in their 95 the season. Yeah, he played for the Cowboys a little bit, I think. Um, yeah. And then went on to a bit of a career in England, but yeah, good to have a, a Warriors rep in there. Yeah, that is nice. That is, that's very nice. My second row is I had to go Brad Takarangi. Oh, yeah. How white did I sound then? Brad Takarangi. <laughs> He's sent so, you to pronunciation Brad and Brad Mackay. Oh, yeah. The mullet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, no, I'm happy with those two. Nice, uh, yeah. that's a solid pairing. 
Well, I, I finish off strong with Billy Moore, North Sydney legend, Queensland, <laughs> Queensland icon. Nice, nice. But I think I'm going to snap you with a bit of a Bradley Clyde. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah one of the the great number thirteens. That's a pretty strong way to finish. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I'd say those teams are pretty even looking at it. They are overall. pretty even. Who's your coach? Um, oh, I didn't even think of a, a coach. Yeah, I got I got Brad Arthur running them around. Oh mate. yeah, oh, the only one that comes to mind is uh, Bill Anderson coached um, South Sydney and Balmain during the eighties. It was a pretty one-on commentator back oh, then. Oh, that is nice on the fly. That is nice work on the fly. Yeah, well done. Mate, thanks. Yeah, it's the only only one I can think of off the top of my head, but. I think this game might go to golden point between these sides. Pretty happy with yeah, no. the back line. Fittler's obviously a trump card for you and, and Clyde. We should try and get them together. Mm. Yeah, well, how can we make this game happen? Get a game together. Sort of a, just need a sponsor, that's all you need, then everything will flow on from there. Although half of your team's dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that, that could be an, could be an obstacle. <laughs> that's sweet. Uh, right, no, where do we get to? We'll, 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 we'll have a look at some Panthers games, don't we? We've got a game this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tomorrow, in fact. Um, and we're taking on the, the, the Premiership uh, Premiership leaders. Yeah, that's yeah. a good team. I, Again, if we're competitive, I'm yeah, happy. Yeah, that's all you want. I mean, I know that yeah. that, that slight glimmer of... Uh, of finals footy being floated around to make a loss maybe sting a little bit but I can cop a loss the Panthers are flying they're the best team in the comp at the moment I reckon and if we can if we can just make them a little nervous um, yeah. that would be enough for me only the one change for force change this week too isn't it for us yeah uh, yep so it looks like Jack Hetherington has played his uh, last game in a Warriors jumper Unfortunately, I think that he'll serve out a suspension and then just go straight back to Panther Town for the uh, last few rounds and finals. Um, yeah. So he's out. We've moved Lachlan Burr. He's been very good for us off the bench for a couple of weeks. Um, he's moved back into he the front row. Yeah, so he really got um, folded up when he started it prop earlier in the year and dropped out of the team. So he's back there. Um, yeah, we'll see what he can do. He's had a couple of good weeks. I'm going to give him the benefit yeah. of the doubt. Yeah, it just he's seemed to really be reveling in that um, bench role. Um, so moving him away from yeah. that is maybe a bit of a risk. And the probably the most disappointing aspect is it brings Isaiah Papali back into the 17. Yeah, yeah been, I know. I would have liked to see yeah. Murchie come back it's in. He's in a run. Jesus. I just want to see... Josh Curran get a run. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I can. It's like uh, he's he's um, the twenty twenty Lavaha Polu. We can yeah. just not get him into this footy team. No. Uh, but otherwise yeah. unchanged, which is obviously a positive. Everything's sort of clicking more or less. Um, might see Daniel Lavara get a bit more of a, a few more minutes this week. Yeah, I probably would have been happy starting him. Yeah, that's how, who I would have gone with. A bit more size yeah. for those opening exchanges. It's a pretty imposing Penrith. Uh, yeah, just to suck up a bit of energy out of the game. Tamo, Fisher, Harris, um, Isaiah Yo's going fantastic. 13, and, and yeah, they've got Kakao and those sort of guys. Coruscant gets them rolling uh, from dummy half as well. 
they really that's where they, that uh, 26 nil loss in round four I think it was a couple of weeks back from the restart that's where they won it they we could just not get any field position Blake Green was uh, kicking from the 40 every every uh, week every set um, that's the where Panthers they... balance in their team is just incredible but they've just got across the park like players that you wouldn't think are good because they're paired next to someone that is so it's yeah, they're, they're pretty crazy yeah. good team, man. But there's not, you know, obviously Cleary's a star. Stephen Crichton's going to be uh, something special. Um, Fisher Harris is probably one of the best front rowers in the game now. Coruscant and, and Kikau are great. But then it's not, you know, a Roosters or a Storm team full of superstars. They're just playing so well together and they just seem to know each other's game so well, the, the way they can attack from anywhere. Oh, is that, what is it, Well. Penrith version of Orbison and Isaiah Yo, he yeah. is better and better each week. Well, he reminds he's, a, he's uh, almost a carbon copy of Mannering. At Mannering's yeah. peak. Yeah. And you know how highly regarded he was everywhere, including Australia. So, you know, you know, put him sort of up up there and as performance wise, anyway. It's starting to, It's not going unnoticed now either with no. Yo, Yo, is it? Yeah. He's going to get. He's going to get some um, reward for this. I think he'll play Origin this year. If, Penrith yeah. go deep and he keeps playing like this, I think he'll be in that. What is he? Is he Queenslander or New South Welshman? New South Wales from Dubbo, I believe. Is he? Yeah, country yeah. boy. Nice uh, nice guy too. Did a story on him a few years ago for Big League and one of the more humble... Jeez, is it Dubbo? Is it, is it Aussie's version of Tokoroa? Yeah, I don't know. There's a Come lot of... Some, players, some footy players come out. Of... I always oh, yeah. seem to hear that word Dubbo. Yeah. You have to go there. It's like the Holy Grail. Great, yeah. Maybe we should go and go there and do a bit of scouting. Take um, you on the road. Do a live pod from a local uh, <laughs> pub over there. <laughs> Shall they have some Who good... are those two in the corner? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Think about some podcast or stuff. Oh, I don't know. They're paying their beers. Just leave them alone. Well, we've, the Warriors have got a lot more cachet in country New South Wales now, especially since we're taking a game to uh, the 2340. Having it playing, yeah, the, yeah. playing the Knights in Tamworth in round 16, which is a That's great great, great salute to the town. Good work to the NRL and the club for doing this. And the Knights. Um, They're just winning fans, man. They're winning yeah. fans over all over the show at the moment over there. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's... Uh, awesome. It's, what, are you, what would you be happy with this weekend? Uh, I'd be happy with a single-digit margin loss. Um, I wouldn't, not saying happy, yeah. but I mean I'll, I'll walk away um, feeling... Yeah. Okay about it. I, I think that a win is a. I know that they've won eight in a row or, or whatever, and only lost the one game to Parramatta this year. So, you know, a, a win may seem totally unlikely, but I don't think it's out of our reach. Also, given Jewett lost that What was that? Sorry. They also Jewett lost then. Well, yeah. yeah, it's got to come uh, crumbling down at some point. So, yeah. yeah, no, I rate us a chance just in our current form. Realistically, Panthers are. Uh, Deserving favourites, but I don't know about the seventeen and a half point favourites that the uh, that the tabs given them. I'll definitely be having a piece right? of that. As you, tell you what, you've been uh, making a few bucks if you've been backing the Warriors with the, um, with those big starts for the last few weeks. Um, and yeah, I think they'll cover. I, th- I think they'll put in a, a gutsy showing. Yeah, I'm a little bit gutted that we're up against Panthers after a couple of weeks of. I would have liked an. an bit more of a stepping stone to get into a top team the way we're going at the moment. Yeah. Maybe a Newcastle or something Newcastle now. Newcastle or a Canberra maybe. Or a... Canberra, yeah, yeah. But, um, but I 
the effort. I, I think I'll be the same as you. A single point win would be. Yeah. I'd go to bed not thinking I've wasted so, ninety minutes of my yeah, life. But, something like we yeah. saw against the Roosters a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, just on Hetherington, we, we we weren't going to have him this week anyway because of uh, because he wasn't going to play against his uh, his yeah. own club. So that's well, not a silver lining, but no worse off this week than we would have been. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I think I think maybe that's the reason Panthers were happy to. Yeah, that's mm. maybe why he doesn't get on the park as much as he probably should. <laughs> Obviously, got a, brain stuff, a little. The lift doesn't quite go to the top floor. I think in check sometimes. <laughs> well, he's yeah. He, he kept it in check for uh, for a good six games. <laughs> yeah, just just crept up a bit high. <laughs> he was lucky oh, to stay on the park. It was so close to being one of the worst tackles you've ever seen. <laughs> so close. He was well, actually yeah. lucky and only got him that high. It's uh, if to Pat. Well, he didn't look too well, and that probably. Help make the decision to simp him easier, but he also could have quite easily knocked him out too. So, yeah, the, the, and he doesn't have a great record of the judiciary. That's why he got you know, such a heavy suspension. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, um, who are you going? I just want to. Who are you going? I'll tip the Warriors. You're gonna tip the okay. Yeah, tip the Warriors. Brad and Will, they're our first ones locked in. And John and John. Lead us into the previews for the week. Yeah, well, I thought we'd just uh, we've neglected it, but the JD Evans Shield. Um, oh yeah. We've uh, yeah we kind of lost track of it um, over the lockdown, and uh, so we the Warriors actually brought it into 2020 after grabbing it off uh, Canberra in the final round last year. So the, just yeah. uh, just if anyone that hasn't heard of the JD Evans Shield yet, any new listeners, <laughs> new new listeners. <laughs> Um, it's a Ram Philly Shield type arrangement and we just uh, gave it to Parramatta when they opened Bankwest Stadium and said here any team that has this uh, Shield um, defends it when they play at home and that's that so it's it's made its way around the traps a bit Parramatta probably with the the longest streak of last year and then the Warriors held it over the summer with that final round win in Canberra Canberra reclaimed it with the with the Warriors playing at home on the Gold Coast in round two. Um, so just taking you through of where it's been since then, the uh, Raiders lost it straight away after the lockdown to the Knights. Um, Knights, uh, first week, uh, seven-day rain, they, they lost it to the Storm. And the Storm, five successful defences on the trot since then, including against us. So they've still got it. Yeah, they've still got it, and they've only got uh, Manly Cowboys and Tigers to come this season oh, at home. Could, you'd you'd have to it up. oh, you'd have to say they've taken it into twenty twenty one. So it's another piece of silverware for the Storm. Um, yeah, it's one thing with this thinking COVID; it's been hard to track the home games. That isn't it? Yeah, Keep an eye on this year. Yeah, that's the excuse. So is, that is there a shield game this weekend? Um, no, the Storm are on oh. the road. So on the road, yeah. Oh, sweet. Safe for another one. Oh, yeah. No, the old JD even shield. Yes, oh, I hope. I hope someone upsets them and gives a bit of a win. So they, they've yeah. obviously got the longest streak there too, have they? Yeah, five, five games. So yeah, five games. Um, so that leads us into uh, round fourteen. And tonight yeah, I just it is. Touch on our tipping last week, Will. Oh yeah, we yeah. Were pretty. We were pretty hot last week. Both of us. Both of us getting 
seven out of a possible eight. I tell you what, you it's been a up. few good weeks in a row, actually. Yeah, well, that's, I've, I've noticed that as well. That's why I'm starting to sort of just jot it down and let people know. People need to know yeah. how good we are at tipping. Yeah, you got tripped up. What did you get tripped up by? Cronulla? Yeah, just uh, the final and I, hurdle, and I'm sitting there watching both games back-to-back, having a great time. Uh, TAB back to multi with the Titans and the shark, into the Sharks. Both at over $2. Titans did the job, and Sharks just came up short. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, good game. Good. Do you know, who, do you know who, I, who screwed up my one? Who? This is such a... Bron- I bet the Broncos. Oh, you're joking. Nah, so that's who tripped me up. So, um, yeah, so we've got the hot hand at the moment. Yeah. Got the hot hand. So, so jump on. Who's, who's Thursday night? Uh, tonight is Roosters Storm. By the time you hear this, this game will probably be over. But, uh, yeah, probably the story is who's out of this game. Uh, Storm still missing Cameron Smith and Munster's out again. Uh, still a few guys missing for the Roosters. Corden's still not back. Brett Morris, they've got Josh back. Uh, left Kyle Flanagan out. So, yeah, it's kind of a similar lead-up to the last game. And they turned on an absolute classic Storm in Golden Point uh, a month or two ago. I don't know which way to go on this one. It's tough. I'm, I'm sort of leaning towards Storm. I just don't, the Roosters have got so many missing still. Who, yeah. would you say, who would you say have they got back? Have they got uh, back? Josh Morris is back, so it's handy. But it's, yeah, they're still, um, they've been flat. They've still been winning games. They beat yeah, us yeah, and they beat the Titans, play. beat the Dragons, but not exactly big scalps and they made hard work of it each time. So Kaki has been stepping up. Yeah, he's he's sort of carrying that pack. But Yeah. Yeah, I'm going storm. Yeah. I'm I'll going, jump I'm going on the storm, storm here. Thought they I just don't think they've got as many out. Yeah, they don't seem the roosters just seem a bit weary. But uh league weary from you know, the seasons catching up with them. Or even the good teams have these little flat spots and roosters are navigating that at the moment. Uh, first up on Friday, Warriors Panthers, and then the late game on Friday, Eels Dragons. Now Paul McGregor sacked on the eve of the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, this was, what, what, why, why did this spark up so quickly during the week? I don't know. There was a talk of a review at the board meeting next Tuesday, and then they decided they didn't want to waste a board meeting talking about getting rid of Paul McGregor again and just sacked him. Yeah. Out of it. How so, much? How much is? There's whispers that Flanagan's been coaching that lot for the last few weeks, anyway, eh? Yeah. McGregor's uh, been more of an assistant. I feel sorry for. Him. I feel like he's been on uh, on death row for about three or four years, and just keeps on getting a, a call from the governor's office, um, yeah. saving him from the chop. But yeah, I reckon. And he, he's not going to get another gig, is he? I don't he's think so. To get another gig. But he just. I, I think it'll be the best thing for him. He'll probably his hair will probably grow back. He just he just always looks so stressed out. <laughs> he does. He does. And it's, it's just like been yeah. Just every time that it looks like he's turning the team around, they they slumber. And he's only got himself to blame to a certain extent. They started going well when he had uh, Ben Hunt at, at hooker. Then he, for some yeah, reason, moved him back to yeah. Now he named him at hooker this week, but it wasn't uh, quick enough because he's he's got the sack. Um, 
So Dean yeah. Young, Dean Young, uh, Premiership winning co-captain from 2010, takes over the team for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. does he? Mm. But does yeah, he get any coaching now? Not, not an old, uh, not a, not an easy one to um, come straight into. Parramatta, top four no. team. They've been kind of muddling along a little bit. Parramatta, I thought, you know, held on for that win last weekend, last Sunday. I don't necessarily think they were the better team. Against Cronulla, no. um, yeah, scored three tries to two and a couple of uh, lucky calls later in that game, in in the wet there. But yeah, I think surely they've got to take this one out, don't they? Yeah, I've, I've got to take them just for the sheer fact. Not very often will when a coach gets sacked, that team gets up. A lot of people think they get up <laughs> and win the following week, but it doesn't happen very often. Oh, so man. I'm going for yeah. them for that reason. Embarrassing for people that have uh, yeah pushed that. Third, uh, line before. Um, um, what's that nice? What's the nice time game on a Saturday? I don't mind this game. The, the five o'clock New Zealand time slot. It's um, yeah. Now normally this would turn me right off, but I'm quite into this game. Cronulla Gold Coast. Loving watching these teams at the moment. Oh, I'm loving watching Goldie. That AJ Brimson added yeah. a bit to Yeah, he's been awesome. Um, um, he was right? he, he was great last week. The guy that's caught my eye, my eye. Obviously, Fodawaker has been outstanding in the front row, but Jamin Jolliffe, his um, front row partner there, he was superb against the Cowboys. They destroyed the big-name internationals in that Cowboys pack all over them. Yeah, it's a tough one to pick. Oh, is this going to be my roughie? It's going to be my roughie. are good, though, aren't they? It was a yeah. tough game. You can't gauge any sort of form no. in that weather the other day. I thought they were very unlucky not no. to win that, and they've been in great form before that. Sean Johnson is absolutely on fire. Um, even yeah, Matt Moylan kind of needed to stay out of things last week, I think. Um, he was a bit yeah. patchy, but it'd be better in a, in a dry, dry conditions, I think. Yeah, oh, uh, Ronaldo Molotalo. What a double that was. <laughs> Actually, and um, I'm rating yeah. William Kennedy's work at fullback as well. Um, yeah. And some of these new forwards, I know that you know, for feeders out, no one's really even talking about it. You know, no Gallon and Matt Pryor moved on, but guys like um, Talakai and uh, Royce Hunt and Hamlin 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 Uali has really stepped up. Uh, yeah, I think Hamlin Uali. He, he was one. He was a touch and go from my team of Brad's. Oh, but yeah. I just thought Braden yeah. was too far away from Brad. But yeah. Yeah, uh, they got, yeah, I'm going Cronulla. I'm going Cronulla. Yeah, Sharks, yeah. It should be a pretty entertaining one. Plenty of points. Um, but I think this could be a bit of a smoky yeah, for match of the round. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, well, next up, though, I'll be uh, finding something else to do. So probably my two least favourite teams to watch this season, Cowboys Rabbitohs at, at uh, 7.30. Oh. Yeah, I ain't touching this one. Uh, yeah. South Sydney, I think, should pretty easily win the game. Cowboys absolutely awful at the moment. They were so bad against the Titans. 
Um, Michael Morgan yeah. back and had an absolute shocker. Unfortunately, they've moved um, they've moved the hammer to the wing. Bring, brought Scott Drinkwater back at uh, fullback. Um, yeah, not, that's an odd move. The hammer was Josh Hanno's up to then. He's uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, South Sydney still without Wayne Bennett. Um, I, was, I have to say. I did find the whole restaurant snafu amusing. He just seemed like a confused old man that didn't know what he was doing. And it was pretty satisfying given Wayne Bennett's uh, disdainful treatment of the media and the general rugby league public in recent years. Um, he was out getting his four o'clock roast day. Like an old pinch Early bird special backfired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor old Bennett. Who you got? You've yeah, Rabbitohs go. for we're, sure. We don't have to waste too much time on these. No, things. no, definitely not. South Sydney win that, do you think? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh. And the late one? Talking about struggling teams, Brisbane make the trip down to the capital to take on the Raiders. Wow. Where do you start with the Broncos? What an unbelievable... <laughs> like, I mean, just framing up everything that had happened to them this season before this week for the last week it's just an absolute dumpster fire this last week has just been astonishing <laughs> we complain about how much news we're having to report at the moment for the Warriors imagine we were doing a Broncos podcast oh man oh, we have, have to be doing a daily one um, everyone yeah. knows what yeah Seabold is not with the team Pangai Jr. sacked um, Langer on COVID hold for having a a secret party and lodge broken leg 10 losses from 11 games um you know it's, it's just an everyone's buoyed out of the leadership group uh, yeah. absolute circus absolute circus and they will lose again yeah oh, they'll, they'll get done they'll get done in canberra uh they were pretty well beaten by penrith last week but there's probably no shame in that and they did hang in late Fairly well. Um, yeah, Canberra will yeah, bounce they, back they, they in. Just got blown off the park that first half. They'll be eyeing this off as a real chance to boost their for and against, I would think. <laughs> I did want to make a special mention a young Canterbury boy, Jordan Ricky, is making his NRL debut for the Broncos this weekend off the bench. Jeez, you'd almost you'd almost say no thanks, wouldn't you? Imagine debuting <laughs> in this situation. It's the highlight of I'd, your I'd young life. I'd go get a haircut at a bikey barber or something. <laughs> rather than play like, oh, how do I get out of this? Yeah. Well, I know how I get out. I know what I need to do. But yeah, nah, he is a, He's a I'm good going. young player, Jordan Ricky, and good luck to him this weekend. What is he, where does he play on the field, mate? Uh, he's a back rower. Um, yep. Be a big strapping Joe Tarpany type. Um, wow. And he'll go well, I think. Oh, sweet. Oh, good shit. Yeah. But yeah, Sunday, Raiders there. Sunday. Raiders. Uh, Sunday uh, starts off with a crucial game for both teams, particularly Manly. They head up to take on Newcastle. Oh. So Manly, yeah, they'll be pretty devastated with that loss to us last Friday. Uh, injuries up the wazoo. Um, Adam Fanua yeah, Blake do. adding to their adding to their woes. Uh, I saw that that injury list. Half of their first choice team is out. It's crazy. Yeah, I know that. There's a, it's only now becoming obvious to me why they've been on mm. the slide. But they've they, got no one planned. 
They've, they, do, they do have a few coming back. Brad Parker, um, Curtis Siren and Joel Thompson. So nicely oh, bolstered yeah. there. Knights, that big one over the Tigers. Pardon? It's yeah, Tapao. Yeah, yep, he's he's named. I guess they maybe yep. maybe have to monitor him, but um, yep. yeah, I don't know. The the Knights blasted the the, the Tigers away last week, but I don't read too much into that. I, they're obviously good, but they haven't been that flash recently, and yeah, me and Lee are a bit should put a, up a bit more of a fight. This is my upset of the round here. I think Manly's going to win this. Do you? Yeah, yeah I was thinking the same way. I'm going to come with. I'm going to come with. Uh, Brandon Wells, down for Manly. I um, found it hard to stomach the um, lavish praise given to Blake Green after last week's. Oh, anyway. he's involved in the try. He's involved in blah, 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 tries. It's like yeah. he was the dude that passed it, to th- and then three other people passed it to get a try. Yeah, he, yeah, went, he went well. Um, he went well on a 44-4 yeah. to four win. See what happens when, you know, um, Mitchell Pearce pulls a calf muscle and Blake Green has to steer the team around and they're playing against, um, you know, Parramatta or something. Then we'll see. Uh, then you'll see what yeah. we've been uh, having a bit of a whinge about. As much as I like Blake Green, but, man, we're already talking about extending his, his contract. Like, hold, hold the phone. Yeah, if you've got, if, if got Jaden Braley back on deck, Next year, and you've got Kurt Mann. You're you're putting Kurt Mann at five eight, surely. Definitely, yeah. If you've got any sense, you do. Yeah, I'm going to go Manly. Oh, Desi Hasler, how's his look at the moment, eh? (laughs) He looks like that uncle at a wedding that has lived by himself for about thirty years, and he's just dug out whatever he's got in the cupboard, the cleanest gear he's got in the cupboard. God, he just looks. He looks dishevelled, old Desi. He's he's always two months past the haircut and. <laughs> cracks me up. Uh, such a you can imagine those brown pants, pants just having piss dribbles down the front of it after going to the urinal. And, yeah, I don't know. Poor old Desi, but uh, hopefully he gets them up for the weekend. Yeah, he's, uh, they need it. It's just about do or die time for the for the Seagulls. And speaking and the of. The dogs got the last game again. <laughs> oh, they just stuff them in at the end. Like, how do they keep getting all these um, Sunday afternoon games? Uh, yeah. yeah, Bulldogs, Tigers. Geez, the Tigers, Ooh. aren't they suddenly um, the butt of a few jokes? They don't, yeah. do not look top eight material whatsoever. Bad loss last week. Um, I don't uh, know I'm where they go dog. from there. I'm going dogs here. Yeah, but yeah you'd, you'd have to, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, oh. the Bulldogs were awful last week too. They got flogged by the storm when they had a they had some good opportunities early and it was a chance to get a understrength storm. Um, side, but yeah, Tigers were just appalling. Um, Joey yeah. Leilua on COVID hold now. He left. He, he's, he's gone to attend a family matter, so it seems legitimate. But he won't be playing for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, Moses Mbai thankfully out of dummy half. He was terrible there last week, but not a lot to like about the team at the moment unfortunately. Harry Grant's still out eh? yeah he's still out and they just look a different side without him I don't know what yeah. this is what they looked like before he turned up the last couple yeah. weeks and, yeah. Um, yeah I'm going to go a second back upset in a row and yeah go the do- back the dogs in on this one yeah this could be the game that sends the Broncos the wooden spoon because all they need to do is, is get one more win the Bulldogs and they're ahead of the Broncos 
Broncos with a shocking for and against. So. Are they on the same amount of competition points at the moment? Uh, no, they're, they're two points behind, so they just need to get that win and they'll jump ahead of the Broncos on for and against. Ah, nice. Yeah. Oh, imagine the Broncos got the spoon. I know. Far out. It's, yeah, it's quite unbelievable. I don't know how you're coping if you're a Broncos fan. You're not used to, you know, the worst thing that's happened to you in the past 27 years is you finished 10th once. Oh, it's a like, shame. Imagine we had relegation in the NRL. <laughs> Make it pretty exciting. Go on! Yeah. Um, so that's it. Round 14 in the box. And that's our week. Yeah, we'll update you on our tips. Hopefully our hot streak continues. Hopefully yours does out there in, uh, in podcast land. And Brad and I will catch you next week. Decent. Cheers, well, bud. Thanks, mate.